Uh, for those who are our guests today, again, welcome. But with those communion cups, all that we ask is that on the way out after the service, take them home, use them and put little seedlings in them. <laughs> Grow your own tomatoes, do anything and everything you can, but don't leave them at your seat. Is that okay? Cool. We're just, again, this is our normal service. It's just at 6 p.m., so we're going to take up an offering. So if you're a guest here, please don't feel compelled um, to give. If you'd like to, please do. A lot of our church already give online. Um, we're just going to wait for our ushers, and we're going to take up a very quick offering. I've got them right. Look at that. I've got them working tonight, haven't I? <laughs> so let me pray. Father, I thank you for the ability, the privilege, the honor of giving and we just ask that you would take every dollar and do a great work in your kingdom. Lord, we pray, bless everyone that gives in Jesus' name. And everyone said? Amen. Amen. Thank you, ushers, as Ross would say, ush. Please ush. Who's got plans for tomorrow? Who normally in the past has eaten too much at Christmas? I don't eat much. Um. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And on that note, have a great night. <laughs> Thanks, Sam. Thank you, worship team. Put your hands together for Samuel. <laughs> there we go this will be the quietest of years for 20 minutes anyway <laughs> um, I'm so glad to, to see you all here on, on this particular occasion because Christmas is such a beautiful time of year where we get to celebrate his birth but so often just in it all in the lead up who's ever felt rushed at this time of year you know who loves going to the shops just the last one or two days before? Because isn't it? It's mayhem. It's insane. And somehow I think that the birth of our Saviour is actually all about reminding us of this gift that we now are receiving, that we can actually sit with, that we can spend time with. But for whatever reason, in this Western world that we live in, that seems to, that message sometimes gets lost. And so if I can do anything tonight in the short time that I've got, because I certainly don't want to keep people here, though I'd love to, you know, if we needed to, we'd lock the doors and you wouldn't get out, but we won't do that. The elders and the, the board don't let me do that anymore. Um, there's only one way, it's one way to build a church, just let, don't let people leave. But I really believe that this, this gift of Christmas that we've given is a, is a gift that keeps on giving, and, it, and it's a gift because if we love him, if we sit with him, if we honour him, if we spend time with him, this gift gives back to us over and over and over and over and over again. And yet the one thing that gets robbed with us as life becomes more and more busy is that gift of spending time with him. Yeah? And so that's where I want to go. So I'm just going to quickly pray and we're going to read.
Um, so, Father, I just thank you, Lord, for this time. I thank you for children. Thank you for noise. Thank you for rain. Move the storm down towards Bunningyong. No, further, because people are from there. A bit further away from Mount Clear. Lord, let us have a good night tonight. Speak to our spirits. Grow us. Change us. Challenge us, I pray, in Jesus' name. Amen? Okay, so I'm going to read from Matthew chapter 2, just two verses quickly. And there's just a couple of things that I want to pull out for us, because I want us to remember... Can everyone just say for a moment, remember? Remember. This is not the Lion King. We're not, you know, what was the father's name? Mufasa. We're going to remember. It's not that. It's actually bigger and better than that. So Matthew 2 verse 9 reads, After they had heard the king, this is talking about the, the wise men, the, the, the magi or magi, however you want to pronounce it. It says, They went on their way. And the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until they stopped over the place where the child was. That child is Jesus, yeah? And verse 10 reads, When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. They were overjoyed. How many times in our life have we thought about Jesus and yet not been overjoyed? How many times have we come to a church service or done something like that in relation to our faith and not actually been overjoyed because life has robbed us of that? It says that they were overjoyed. Not that they were overjoyed. They were overjoyed. It was spilling over. And, and I think we need to remember that, especially here on Christmas Eve, are we overjoyed? Are you and I, are, are we overjoyed? Verse 11 says, On coming to the house... They saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. When we, when you and I, when we meet with Jesus, when we think of Christmas, do we bow down and worship him? Or has it become about all of the busyness of life, the gifts that we need to give, the wrapping, the food, which is all great. There's nothing bad with any of that. But have we, in all of that, have we forgotten at his birth to bow down and worship him the first thing these wise men did wise men not stupid men or women wise the first thing that these people did was they bowed down and worshiped jesus maybe as we move into tomorrow we need to take a moment to bow down and worship him just just a thought yeah and can i i gotta oh gosh what's tomorrow christmas is Christmas a celebration? Okay. So particularly tonight, if you're a guest, ignore me. But if you're from this place, please tonight, don't be silent. If something actually in your spirit, if it's a yes and amen, can you celebrate that with me? Because if you came to my home on a birthday and you didn't sing happy birthday and you weren't happy, I'd be peeved. I'd probably be hoping, praying that you would leave soon. So if we're here to celebrate Jesus on his birthday, then if there's something that resonates with your soul, please don't be quiet tonight. If anything, for those of you that are here, for our guests, actually help them to discover that church is a happy place, not the saddest place in the world, yeah? Is that, is that okay? All right, look, I'm just checking, because if I go to a sad church... What do you want to do when you go to a sad place? Yeah. What do you do when you want to get out, go to a happy place? What do you want to do? You want to be a part of it. You want to join in. We're here to celebrate the birth of a king. Amen? So even for the kids, if we're celebrating, they'll be entertained. Is that fair? All right. 
So they actually worshipped him. They bowed down. So we should do the same. Because Christmas actually for me reminds us that this is a time to spend at the feet of a newborn baby. To spend at the feet of a newborn child. The same way we do when our loved ones have a baby. We go and visit, don't we? And we dote over them. Oh, look, look, what a beautiful child. Even if they're ugly. Yeah? We're like, oh, what a beautiful little baby. Can I hold it, her, him? Like, doesn't matter, right? Can I hold the child? Like, we celebrate. We should be doing the same over and about Jesus, particularly as we move into Christmas, yeah? Because his birth, this miraculous birth is more than decorations. This miraculous birth, it's, it's more than gifts. This, this miraculous birth is so significant that it actually changed the course of history, yeah? The entire course of history because this birth brought hope. This birth brought peace. Rob talked about it during communion. This birth brought salvation for us all. This birth was huge, huge. It was huge. And Christmas marks this beautiful moment in history, this lovely moment in history where God's promise of actually sending a saviour is fulfilled in the birth of this child that we celebrate, that we're celebrating now. You know, in the Gospel of Luke, you can read the story. It's a beautiful story. And it talks about the baby that's born in a barn, in a manger. He's wrapped in swaddling clothes. I have no idea what swaddling clothes are, but he was wrapped in swaddling clothes. Anyone want to help me? That'll do, those things. Whatever those things are. In Bond's triple zero jumpsuit. The birth wasn't just an ordinary event. It was the, the, the incarnation. It was the, the manifestation of God himself actually stepping into a world as a vulnerable infant. That's pretty good, isn't it? I think that's, that's worth celebrating. And, and the significance doesn't only lie in this miraculous birth because it, it actually it served another purpose, and that was to offer us, actually all of us, all of humanity, regardless of age, ethnicity, regardless of biology, it offers us, actually it gives us the greatest gift of all, salvation. Salvation in him, an invitation back into his family to be sons and daughters of God. So through Jesus, God revealed this profound love, and we have the opportunity to see it as we celebrate the birth of the King. Amen? All to bridge the gap between divinity and humanity. That's, that's worth celebrating. That's worth singing carols. Yeah? That's worth eating chocolate. Yeah? That's even worth wearing Santa Claus hats and elf ears and, and, and whatever else people wear at Christmas to be festive. It's worth all of that because it reminds us to celebrate him at this time of year. You know, Isaiah prophesied about the coming Messiah. He refers to him as the Prince of Peace. How many people around the world lose their peace at this time of year? Yeah, lose their peace, robbed of them because of the craziness of life. Yet, this is actually the birth of peace, the coming of the Prince of Peace. It declares hope for the whole world. It's not just trees. It's not just gifts. So this birth, we celebrate this Jesus' birth, it ushers in a brand new era. Hope is dawned, yeah? Promised, a promise of freedom from sin. We sang about that with Lockie and the team. And he makes this way for us to 
come back to the Father as family. You know, as we celebrate Christmas, it's so important that we know that the birth of Jesus, it's not a one-off event. It should be an event that we recall continually, often. It is the beginning of a journey that, so Rob so eloquently put, it ended in a sacrifice. And that sacrifice on the cross, that provided the means of our redemption, our salvation. In other words, to, to strip away all of those, all those lovely Christianese words, what it is is that that death actually made a way for us to say, hey, Dad. And he goes, yes, son. Hey, Dad. Yes, daughter. It actually made a way for us to come back home to a heavenly loving Father, not this grotesque, angry God that somehow religion somehow paints continually. His death actually created a way for us to come home. And the cradle in Bethlehem pointed to the cross at Calvary. It was, that's what it was all about. So let's not only remember the birth in this season, but let's in this season together embrace what it actually holds for us all, what it holds for the person beside you, the person behind you, the people that you have, your loved ones at home. Remember that. It's a time for us not only to grab hold of our salvation, our salvation, but also to grab hold of the rest for our souls that that salvation brings. Amen? You know, the birth of Jesus that we celebrate is our call to rest. If I can leave you with anything before tomorrow, in amongst the busyness, the craziness, the cooking, the cleaning, the gifts, and for some, yeah, for some, this is a really sad time of year because they've lost loved ones and there's mourning and there's grief. But if I can remind you of anything at this time of year, yeah, it's to rest in Him, to actually rest in Him, rest with Him. The whole story of the birth in the humble surroundings of, of, a, of a manger, you know, of a barn, really, teaches us the importance of finding rest in God's presence because in the midst of chaos and uncertainty, God offers us this beautiful place of refuge and rest through His Son. You think about it. When you see where He was born, it was so... Imagine, mums, imagine having to give birth to your son, having to travel on a donkey, travel for miles and miles, find nowhere to actually give birth and end up in somebody's barn with the animals, chickens in my backyard, you know, forever making noise, laying. You know, by the way, I think I've got Jewish chickens. Because I, I, of the four chickens, one chicken's been laying every day so I've, I've had five eggs in five days, but not today. Today's Saturday. For us, it's Saturday, but for, the, but for the Jews, it's the Sabbath. So I think they're Jewish chickens. I'm just putting it out there, right, that today I didn't get an egg for the first time in five days. So I'm praying that they'll learn to lay an egg on a Saturday and take Sunday off. But anyway, I have no idea why I was talking about chickens. The simplicity of a stable, I think. You know, Father God, let's put it this way. In the, in the Gospels, in Matthew and Luke, if you, re, if you read those, the account of the birth of Jesus, there's this incredible plan that unfolds, God's plan that unfolds in the most unexpected setting, you know, in a barn, on a farm, in the middle of, you know, whoop, whoop will do. I don't think what I was going to say was appropriate. You know, and here, in amongst this, all of life's unpredictability, yeah, 
Mary and Joseph, they were the chosen vessel in God's plan and yet they experienced this divine peace despite the strange and exceptionally unconventional circumstances yeah, where their child was born, where the birth of Jesus happened. And I think for you and I on this night before Christmas, there's something for us to take away that our God, our Father, often re- reveals himself for us and to us in the most unassuming places. Yeah, the most unassuming places. And it's in those places that he calls us to find rest in that unexpected presence, unexpected predictability of life. That's where he meets us. This birth is about reminding us to stop even in that and find him. You know, the birth of Jesus, it personifies this promise of rest. And, and, and for those that call this place home, isn't that our language here? Here at Family Life, isn't that rest from striving, rest from the burdens of the world, rest from having to do everything yourself and, and being the best and being perfect and wearing a mask and fake it till you make it? That, that's, that's not who we are. We're all about resting in him, being authentic individuals. That's what Christ was. He was an authentic individual when he was born as a child, totally vulnerable. You and I need to live lives like that, totally vulnerable, laying down our fears, laying down our worries at the feet of the newborn king that we celebrate, his birthday. Because peace arrived in the presence of our king and that presence arrived in the form of a baby. That's pretty cool. And Jesus invites us into that space continually and always. You know, I know it's Christmas time, I know it's busy, but as we celebrate, you and I, as we celebrate, let's remember this call to rest in his presence. Let's, let's remember the one who brings peace beyond our comprehension, beyond, beyond our understanding, even in amongst of your turmoil tomorrow, yeah? Tablecloths and paper plates and food and knives and cutlery and family. Stop and rest. Stop and remember. Stop and actually breathe. And what was that old saying that when, for those that are younger probably don't remember, but those of us that are older, you know, stop and, and smell the roses? Yeah? Thanks, Vic. <laughs> Christmas should be a time where we all surrender our anxieties and burdens. Yeah? Like it's so much fun to celebrate with one another. I know that some would suggest they don't like singing. I would suggest they just haven't found the joy in it yet. But who enjoyed the time of, let's call it singing, call it worship? Who enjoyed our caroling? Who enjoyed that before? Yeah, absolutely. Christmas is a time just to stop and to do something, to remember each other, to shoulder each other's burdens, to come hand in hand and celebrate the birth of a king in the hustle and bustle of life it's easy to be consumed by responsibilities but to be able to stop and just to sing you know to sing oh holy night oh life divine to sing notes that i didn't know existed yeah like lucky we've got some amazing amazing vocalists that could reach those notes and sing those notes this is a time where true west True rest is found in Jesus. You know, Christmas is a reminder that Jesus invites us into a deeper rest. Who needs rest? 
I want to be, I'm, look, I'm looking forward to tomorrow. I'm looking forward to celebrating with my family and extended family. I'm looking forward to gifts. Amen. I'm sure if I was to ask who doesn't like gifts, no one would put up their hand. If there is anyone who doesn't like gifts, please come so we can pray for you. We'll pray for you. I know you like to give gifts more than receive gifts, but you can't be a good giver unless you learn to be a good receiver. Yeah? That's not a rebuke. That's all of us. Yeah? You, no good being someone that, that is really good at giving, but you can't receive. And no good being someone that loves to receive and can't give. Yeah? We've got to do both. And at this Christmas, this is an opportunity for us to do both. You know, even Jesus himself, because I want to I, I, I finish up. We've got lots of kids. and Even Jesus himself found times to get away with his father. Moments of solitude, just to spend time, to commune with him. Mark 1.35 says, Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went to a solitary place where he prayed. Yeah? In other words, he got up early in the morning just so that he could go and speak to his dad. Now... Granted, as we get older, we don't necessarily like it when our sons and daughters wake us up early just to speak to us. Because that usually means they've woken us up, right? But we do love it, and I know that I love it, and I appreciate it more when they actually sit and give me the time of day, when they're actually open to having a conversation. And so our Father wants a conversation with you and I, continually, always, daily, nightly, Yeah? And even Jesus knew the importance of that and he got away and he prayed. Prayer, meditation, worship, quiet reflection. Do you know all of that, the very thing that Jesus did, those things, those moments, that's what's so often robbed at this time of year. Let's not allow it to be robbed again. Let's not allow the world to push that stuff out because we're so busy running. Let's remember that if it was good enough for Jesus, then it's good enough for me, yeah? It's these moments that align our hearts with God. It's there that we find strength. It's there that we find solace. It's there that we find peace. It's there that we find direction from his unfailing love. Amen? Now, this invitation to rest, it's not just for the moments that are calm and tranquil. It's for the stormy nights. Yeah, like tonight. Like, how cool was that thunder? Wow. If we could have mic'd that and put that through the sub, imagine how cool that would have sounded. All the kids would have been so terrified. And I would have been like, oh, this is so good. You know, like, like, it's these moments that God wants to speak to, even the storms in our life. Because the baby that was born, he actually extends to us. He offers us an anchor of peace amongst and amidst, amidst all of the chaos that surrounds us. All of it. You know, Jesus himself, I love it because he comes as a baby, but then later he reassures us that he will be with us always. Have we forgotten that as we celebrate Christmas, because of the busyness of life, though we're celebrating the birth of Jesus himself, have we forgotten that in that celebration he's actually with us? Like he's there? Imagine celebrating someone's birthday that isn't there, and I'm not talking about a past loved one, someone that's not there, but imagine celebrating your wife or your husband or your child and, and, and they're not there. 
Jesus is actually with us. When we celebrate Christmas, he's with us. When we come to church to sing, he's with us. When we're with our family, eating all that food, doing all of that stuff, he's with us. Let's remember that he's with us. Even in the craziness of this Christmas season, But the invitation to rest is a choice. So will you receive that invitation to rest this Christmas season? That's really all I wanted to say. Will you actually receive this invitation to rest? Will you receive the invitation to find comfort in his love? On this day, will you receive and will you discover the presence that brings a peace that goes way beyond what any of us could ever understand? Particularly in our pain and in our heartache, in our trials, in our tribulation. You know, this is what Christmas is about. It's a reminder that that baby, it's a reminder to make room in our hearts to welcome him, the Prince of Peace. The other stuff is brilliant, but it's about making place in our hearts, allowing his presence, yeah, to bring rest and restoration to our souls. So... For those that are our guests, I apologise because I'm going to ask us all to stand just for a minute. This Christmas, be present. Be present. Look to the person on your left, say, be present. Look to the person on the right, say, give me a present. In a world that's filled with distractions, can I ask us, because I'm going to pray in a moment to make a conscious effort to be present in this current moment. Be present. Don't let it be fleeting. Yes, it's Christmas. Yes, it's busy. But it's a celebration of the life that brings peace to our life. Be present. Pause from the madness of the rush. Praise God for the rain. We'll even drive slower. Appreciate the beauty of God's creation. Appreciate your loved ones. Appreciate the warmth of relationships. Appreciate the joy that's found in simple pleasures like picking up a little warm egg. Yeah? Appreciate. And let's allow those moments to bring a sense of restfulness. Yeah? Break down that word rest and it's full. Restfulness in the humble manger amidst the flickering light of a guiding star. Hope, peace and salvation was born. And that's what we celebrate this night. Amen. So I'm going to ask us to close our eyes. And let's just pray together quickly. And let's intentionally create moments to rest in the presence of our Saviour where we can find strength and joy as we abide in him. Let's not overlook this beautiful invitation that comes every Christmas, an invitation to find rest in his presence. And so, Father, as we pray, we just pray that this Christmas season and all that follow will be a time of renewal and spiritual renewal, a time where we discover peace and joy that's found in resting in you, in him, our Saviour Jesus, that, Lord, this would be a season... Father, that we would reflect and remember the profound message that's been woven into the fabric of Christmas, the invitation to rest in him. 
May the significance of this season go well beyond the festivities and all of the traditions and all of the food. And may the world recognize the wonderful transformative power of Jesus, the power that offers rest for our souls in the midst of life's storms. Because this Christmas story clearly shows God's heart and his love for us all. So, Father, we just pray that you would go with us this night, that we would celebrate with such enthusiasm and gusto, that we would remember that you are king, that, Lord, we wouldn't allow the busyness of life to rob us of the moments and the times that we can spend with you. We just love you. We thank you for sending your son as a child. We celebrate that birth and we celebrate that all it signifies. We thank you for our time together this evening. And everyone in this house said, Amen. Why don't we put our hands together for Jesus, Amen? Hello.